Hello, Solar Travelers. Welcome back to episode one of season two of the Solar Traveler podcast. Um, I'm super excited to be back for another season and I'm ready to shake it up a little. Uh, I think we got to know each other in season one and, and I'm hoping that in season two I can open up a little bit more about some uh, fun experiences that happened in cities around the world uh, that I will never forget. And all of those experiences happened when I was traveling Sola. So as you remember, Sola travel is an amazing way to get out there safely, meet new people, learn about yourself, learn about the world, form a community. And there's so many different ways to do it. You don't have to go to all these cities I'm going to, you don't have to go for years or even weeks. You can go for a few days. Um, but the important part is learning how to be self-sufficient, learning how to be okay on your own, and, and having fun with that journey because it's a really valuable journey. Um, so just a quick announcement, you can follow me on Instagram and get updates on, uh, updates on new episodes and tips and as well as find out when my new website at www.thesolatraveler.net will be live. Um, you're going to find city guides there, podcast transcripts in a variety of languages, uh, as well as partner offers. Um, so as I said, this is the first episode of season two of the Solar Traveler podcast, and it's called Lisbon in a Lesbian Bar, Solar Travel and Sexuality. Um, I chose that name because... There's a great song uh, by, by Jonathan Richman. Um, he's the guy who plays the guitar in Something About Mary, and he was in a great punk band uh, out of Massachusetts called Modern Lovers, which is one of my, my favorites. Um, and yeah, I just want to get into a little bit about sexuality. I thought, what a better way to start with the season, because realistically... You know, a lot of us, if we stay where we are, well, I'll get into it, we, we, we become what's around us. And the second we leave our comfort zone, you can explore all different, all different places within yourself, parts of yourself. Uh, and not just about sexuality on this episode, but one of my favorite experiences on my solo travelers, travels, I'm sorry, that took me to a lesbian bar in Lisboa, Portugal. Uh, I love Lisboa, and if you haven't been to Lisboa, I truly recommend you put it on your list. I know that Paris is said to be the most romantic city in the world, but just the way that Lisbon's meticulously laid cobblestone streets and and uh, little trolleys and decorative tiles have, have worn from uh, the sea air, and it just moves me. <laughs> Like a, like a 15th century maiden or a, a fado song, which is uh, fado is the music, traditional folk music uh, in, in Portugal. And after work, the city comes alive um, and everyone kind of goes out into the streets and gets a beer and brings it out on the street and you can find um, these little baked goods. Like for some reason, we found the baked goods are called pastéis de nata. Um, little um, breads filled with cream, like a uh, pastry cream. For some reason, I kept finding them, but like in these weird places where you'd have to go underground and open a door and someone would be hiding. It was bizarre. But those are the things that you can find in, in Lisbon. 
And uh, the great part about this kind of atmosphere, everyone out in the street, is that you're really just one winding alley away from being pulled into a bar um, and, and all of a sudden you're dancing to Brazilian funk and there's people all around you uh, and it's just phenomenal. Like it's a city of social contrast and beauty, modernity, um, a very eclectic history. You have architectural influences uh, that look Spanish but they have this um, Arabic influence and then they're also uniquely Portuguese and it's just a unsurprisingly or surprisingly a city of sex as well like a very uninhibited city um, in so many ways there's a lot of things that they have decriminalized in Portugal uh, way ahead of other countries in the European Union so very forward-thinking um, and also very, very classic and, and sort of archaic at the same time. It just depends which generation you're, you're around. And so some of you can imagine uh, probably the reason why solo travel is so taboo is that young women away from the watchful eye of their patriarchs have unbridled opportunities to explore their sensuality uh, in ways they may not have done at home. Um, there's a certain disassociation that happens when you're out and about in the world without having to worry about someone from work seeing you or someone in your family. And so you take more risks, or at least in my humble opinion, you should take more risks. Um, and Portugal for me was just that. And, and then all of a sudden I was dancing in this lesbian bar. I had never been in a lesbian bar before. I'd heard of them. I think I was 20. I had been in a lot of uh, leather bars, gay bars, everything, uh, gay male bars, everything, but not a lesbian bar. And it was thrilling. Um, I was wearing this horribly uh, insipid floral dress and I had my hair done in a, in a perfect little bun uh, and a little like 1950s sweater. And uh, everyone else around me was half naked, and I, I started to see my 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 gay male friends uh, dancing with me, and they could tell how uncomfortable I was. And then, you know, they started to kind of get me out of my shell a little bit. And then one of the girls in our in our group was dancing with me, and then all of a sudden I was just boom, in a in a sandwich between the wall and Maria. <laughs> and four drinks later, we were kissing. And five drinks later, well, you know, some stories you just, you get to keep for yourself. But uh, I was definitely a changed woman. I had never done anything like that in my life. Uh, I was a hopeless heterosexual romantic before, actually, and, and never dreamed of getting close to the world of, of lesbian luxury, and much less in the middle of Lisbon. And it made me realize the the sexual preferences we think we have in our day-to-day -day lives are absolutely elastic. They can change on a whim and often do when we don't feel like we're being watched. And it got me thinking, what else was I doing on a daily basis just because I thought I was being watched? Um, I think if I had it my way, I'd probably be wearing kimonos and velvet slippers every day to work, or maybe at that time I'd be working as something completely different. But I didn't because I had decided, and those around me had sort of it subconsciously or, you know, 
decided with me that that was my preference. And so you start building your identity based on your day-to-day, just these little behaviors. And for me, that was my choice. I thought that was my choice. And then that night in Lisbon changed everything. You see, I, I, I realized I was capable of doing anything I wanted. And for some, that's part of the fear of traveling alone in and of itself. You start to see just how easy it can be to change your mind and try something new. So it turns out my sexual preference actually is men. Uh, but at least I don't wake, wake up now next to my boyfriend doubting it or wondering what if. And uh, I, I hope that the same goes for other people. It's not that you have to go out and do something um, that's, that feels inauthentic to you, but it is about going out and trying something new, uh, understanding that there's flexibility within who you think you are. Um, so that level of curiosity that I think often comes uh, or often feeds into sexuality and exploring our sexuality it's, it's just a nice way if you've ever wondered, well, you know, would I be into it, would I not? Like, would I be into a, a threesome? Would I be into any number of different things that you've wanted to try your whole life in a, in a safe way, um, in a group or with letting people know around you that you'd like to try something? I mean, you don't have to be shy. And honestly, don't be shy because you, you want to let people know where you're going and what mood you're in so they can help you find the best way to get there. Um, but I think it's a great place to try all of those things. And if it sounds very matter of fact to you, you don't have to tell anyone you heard this or it resonated with you. Um, and if it does, great. I hope that you find this outlet and go try out some new things. But it is a place where you can explore and be someone different. And you know, with respect to everyone being safe and everyone's feelings being accounted for, I think what happens when you're traveling is also quite um, quite ephemeral. So enjoy it when it's happening. Don't don't think too much about it. Don't worry about it. But now that I'm you know in my mid thirties, I think ah, I'm 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 ready now. I'm okay now with kind of thinking about committing long term. But I'm also okay within that commitment of accepting that there's a number of different experiences that I'd still like to have and that surprised me in the past when I was traveling alone. And so you can't ever really um, close your mind or your eyes to the things you've tried. You have to try and find a way to incorporate them into your life on a daily basis because it's actually healthier that way. It actually feels nice to be a little free and to bring in some parts of you that other people don't know about and that you've only found out about because you gave yourself that space. So I really hope that all of you go out, find that space when you're alone, do it safely and bring a buddy if you need to, if you're on a, a, on a journey discovering your sexuality and safe travels to you, my solo traveler. And stay tuned for episode two. I'm going to be talking about a burlesque show on, on a fancy night in Nashville, Tennessee. So really looking forward to that episode. Again, follow me on Instagram and we'll speak soon.